Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you know what my favorite sound is? Emma. Emma. That is so (laughs) our friendship. Exactly. It's you saying Emma to me. It's also kind of you saying Emma to me. But when I'm saying Emma to you, it's like, please see me as a human being. (laughs) And yours is like... Stop being. Oh, I don't see you as a human Stop. being. I see you as a whole. Oh, thank you. Fran. Yes. What's your favorite color? It's probably an Eve's Klein blue. What about yours? I would also say blue. I don't have a specific kind of blue, though. Oh, really? You just like all blues? <laughs> yeah, like, I do. Even, I do. I just, just like blue. Even like a, like a, like a hideous like navy blue? See, I think this is one of the differences between us is you have to know exactly what kind of blue you like. Uh I just like the color blue. Okay, okay. So why did you ask me that? Color is going to be very important today because we will be talking about an album that has the name of a color. And what color would that be, Rose? It would be red. Today we'll be talking about Red by Taylor Swift. Maybe my second favorite color. Maybe my second favorite Taylor Swift album. I guess we'll get into it. Welcome back to Like a Virgin, the podcast where we talk about yesterday's pop culture, but give it today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. I'm Fran Torado. And today, as stated, we will be diving into Taylor Swift's iconic album Red with the help of Bo and Yang of Saturday Night Live and the podcast Lost Culturistas. 
I'm so excited to really get into Red with Bowen, but before that, let's talk about what's going on in, you know, the news and pop culture right now. This week is, in many ways, all about one woman and the emotional chokehold she has on us, our community. our community, and on the world. And that woman is Taylor Swift. Of course. Taylor Allison Swift. Last week, Taylor Swift released Red Taylor's version, uh, the latest in her effort to re-record all of her albums. Fran, what did you think? First of all, it's like 17 hours long, um, which is is such a gift. Such a gift, in my opinion. I mean, even though a lot of the songs are just carbon copies of the originals. I did love what she did change. Like this song, Girl at Home, to me is like maybe the most significantly different. And I did not like that song on the original Red. And Taylor's version to me was like so grown and a little more poppy. And what did you think? I have to agree. I really liked the new production on Girl at Home. But really, for me, it was all about the From the Vault tracks. I obviously love the song with Phoebe Bridgers. It was my favorite song. I also really love the song Message in a Bottle, which I saw someone on TikTok say is like a song from the Trolls World Tour 3 credits. (laughs) And That's why I didn't love it. But I love it so much. I have been listening to it kind of nonstop. But we have to talk about the film, Rose. I had fun watching it. I think it's silly, but it's and and like very literal. But I'm I'm happy it happened. It was another moment in this very aggressive, like week long album release cycle. Because I think she understands that she has until Adele Thirty comes out <laughs> to do promo for so Red true. Taylor's version. And so she's cramming it all into one week. I thought it was a little on the nose that it played behind her during the SNL performance. But I loved her in the red wig. What did you think of it? (laughs) Like, that was your main takeaway. Loved her in the red wig. It was my main takeaway. It was similar to my main takeaway from the Bad Blood video. (laughs) Loved her in the red wig. Loved her in the red wig. I, okay, my first reaction was like, this is... Messy boots. Like, it is It is quintessential Taylor to write and direct a 10-minute film about a breakup that happened a decade ago, opening with a Pablo Neruda quote about how you'll never forgive Jake Gyllenhaal. Because, like, when I listened to the 10-minute version without the film, I was like, oh, you know, maybe she's actually not that mad at Jake, and she's just writing it for the marketing very shrewdly and wisely, like, go off, Taylor. Um, and, like, she doesn't actually feel a type of way about it. It was just fun to write. Because allegedly, according to, like, Reddit threads and fan listservs or whatever she was like you know in the studio for whatever reason and they were recording all too well and she just started riffing verses and the band i think actually i think they were rehearsing for a tour and she and she like was in feeling a certain type of way sat down at the piano and just started playing and like and all too well is kind of like an improvised 10 minute song that they cut down and this is now the this is now the original version and after she was riffing this i guess it was ages ago the producer walked up to her after and was like and by the way like i recorded that if you, if you want it for later and so 
this is later, Mama, and we now. Well, have- actually, what happened is that her mom walked <laughs> up to love the live fact that you're just well, letting you're, me talk. I, you're letting well, me spew conspiracy theories when you have all the facts. You're in the Reddit threads. So why did it come? I'm on? not in the Reddit threads. She talked about this like on Seth Meyers or Jimmy Fallon oh, or something. I see, I see, I see. That she was like at rehearsal in her feelings, started playing this, and then afterwards, her mom went up to like the sound engineer and was like. Did you record that? And they had. So Cute. now it is now it is what it is. Fran, did you order a fuck the patriarchy <laughs> keychain from Taylorswift.com? I, I mean, no, I didn't. I don't love the typeface, but I, I actually would if it was maybe designed. Why does a little it have to have me? the asterisk in yeah, fuck? Yeah. Like, can't you just say fuck? I understand that she has a lot of young fans, but like if they ha- if they're carrying around a a a keychain that says fuck. <laughs> The patriarchy, like, yeah. they know what it is. I did buy some merch. I bought no. the All Too Well t-shirt and the the red Taylor's version Nalgene bottle. Are you going to wear it with your cardigan? Your Taylor Swift cardigan? Yeah, I will own? be. I, I now, at this point, own too much Taylor Swift merch. So I will be layering it to um, stay warm. <laughs> During this uh, Los Angeles winter. I guess my only question for you is, what to you is the most unhinged lyric and or moment from the All Too Well 10-minute version? Or the film? Oh, well, I mean, not unhinged, but my favorite lyric is, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. You know, don't, don't hate that I'm being sincere, but that is... Pure Taylor Gold songwriting. It is so evocative. It is definitely peak Taylor. It is it is her magnum opus. I don't say that even in a facetious way. I think it's emblematic of like everything she does. My main takeaway was that Taylor Swift will direct a Marvel movie. <laughs> she would that. I don't know about that. Is she going to direct the next Eternals? Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> Eternals too. And she will be one of the Eternals as well. Oh no, there are already too many Eternals. We, we simply do not have room for more. And her power will be something song-based. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, okay. Maybe she'll have 10 rings for each minute of um, <laughs> All Too Well. Uh, speaking of rings, I haven't watched the Adele One Night Only whatever but I did see the clip of the proposal that happened at it. your take, there are only two takes from you. Either you hated it and you found it foul and disgusting, or you loved it and it made you cry. Well, which one do you think it was? I am going to guess cry. No. Oh, damn it. Okay. No, I thought it was, I thought it was disgusting. I I hate, (laughs) I hate surprise proposals in front of a lot of people. And especially in front of celebrities. And it's funny that we're talking about Taylor Swift because this used to happen to her a lot at her meet and greets. I I, I remember when we were both writing together as journalists, um, there was something that happened where she like went to a gay bar to surprise a gay couple and like played something on the guitar while they got engaged. Um, I'm just not into that thing. And this Adele thing, like, I guess I'm happy for them, but even though I don't believe in marriage, I don't want anyone to propose to me. But even if I did, that is not how I would want to be proposed to. The gist is, congrats to this lucky couple. (laughs) I hope you are very happy together and have many long years 
of listening to Adele's music. And after those long years, I'm sure you'll probably cry about this in therapy because it'll be maybe an issue in your marriage a decade down. Fran, you know, it's rare that you are caught up on something in pop culture that I am not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it is not unprecedented. Case in point... You are watching the current season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and yes, I, I am. am not. So as our Salt Lake City correspondent, can you give me the download on what's going on? Because I know the past two weeks have been insane. So, Rose, I, I don't want to get too into the into the thick of it, as they say. Um, into the thick of it? Exactly. Into you the like thick of it. Uh, Ocean Kelly remix, yes. Because, you know, we don't want to become a Real Housewives recap podcast. However... Andy did say this was a top five episode for him out of any franchise. You know the gist of the characters. You watched a little bit of the first season, correct? Yeah, and I watched the first episode of this season. Okay, so you're caught up on a little bit, and you also watched, you've seen clips online, you watched the previews. The gist is the show has become a CSI-level crime thriller that could potentially even supersede what we were given by Erica Jane in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Of course, this is at the federal level, similar to Erica Jane, but the Department of Homeland Security showed up with a SWAT team to the production and to get Jen Shaw, who had fled the scene Basically minutes before they arrived. Why did they need a SWAT team? Was she armed? So here's the thing is that they did, there was a lot of theories and hypothesizations, completely made up word, um, spewed (laughs) in the bus as they they had basically a six hour bus ride right after the SWAT team shows up to their bus. Can you imagine though, like the gaggiest thing that ever happens and then you have six (laughs) hours in a moving vehicle to talk about it. That's that, that's the dream. That is honestly what made the episode so brilliant because these housewives were breaking it down in real time almost as if they were doing it with the audience, like trying to figure out what the fuck went down. Clearly, production was involved in some way. It, they it, were like, she's on the bus. Yeah. The production probably tipped off the FBI. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear the production tipped off. However, I, I think what the narrative is is that Mary Meredith Marks did it, thus securing her place as my number one housewife in this franchise and in my Housewives All-Stars cast, point blank, period. The um, the only thing I did see from this episode on Twitter was the clip of Meredith um, in the bathtub. <laughs> Can you please explain what was going on there? A, cr- a crucial dichotomy, as the women are on this bus Uh, All of them sobbing. I should say, you know, it is very funny, but all of their immediate reactions, with the exception of Jenny, who is iconic and stone-faced the whole time, they're all crying. They have a friend who has basically lied to them at the federal level, and it's revealed that their friend is- I've lied to you at the federal (laughs) level. Yeah, one day, one day, as the SWAT team uh, breaks down my apartment door. Um, uh, And uh, they're all, like, very emotional with this experience um, and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Lisa calls all six of her lawyers in an iconic montage that is like in Housewives history. And meanwhile, Meredith Marks is drunk, toasted in the bath, like a huge bubble bath, serving 
Honestly, me. Um, I think she has like a glass of champagne, or if she doesn't, she should. And she waits in that bath for hours so that it is the way that she greets the women as they arrive to the vacation home that this six-hour bus is going to. Is she fully naked? She is definitely fully naked. She might be wearing like a nude panty or something like for production. But the garden she, panty. She, when Venus. <laughs> Mary Cosby was not in the bus. She arrives ahead of time. As Meredith Marks has like drawn this long bath, obviously just for production purposes. And they sit and gossip about Jen Shaw for so long that all the bubbles disintegrate. And so Meredith is like clutched in the corner of the bath, nude, still trying to conceal herself and gossip about federal cases. Okay, what I want to know is in the pantheon of iconic, unhinged Housewives moments, um, where does this stack up against like, but now we've said it, Beverly Hills. Sheree pulling Kim Zolciak's wig off on Atlanta and Scary Island from New York. You know what? I thought about Scary Island and, but now we've said it, when I watched this episode, it has definitely one-upped the Sheree pulling off of the wig. It is definitely more enthralling and engaging than that episode compared to Scary Island. Nothing compares to Scary Island. Nothing compares to Scary Island. However, it is definitely in that canon, definitely in top five. I don't know if you plan on watching it, but I do feel like you will be in. I will will definitely go watch these two episodes where this happened, but I think that's as much as I need to see. Okay, TBD, TBD. I I hope you enjoy the ride and uh, then that you text me under penalty of death. Um, (laughs) I I absolutely will. Now that we have covered this week's pop culture happenings, let's talk about Red with Bo and Yang. I'm so excited now that we've talked about Taylor's version to really dig into how it has radicalized us as the Swifties we are today. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. Fran, you have named your stands the Fran base. I have not. I have That's not personally. That's really good. <laughs> and um, you have named yours the Rosebuds. Well, they actually named themselves the Rosebuds. Oh, I see, um, I see. And I'm wondering if our guest has, a, uh, our guest Bo and Yang, do your stands have names? I don't think they do. I don't wish, I, I, I celebrate fan names. I just don't, if I think about people who like identify as liking me then that that really freaks me out well it must be different from for you because you're actually famous no 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 i I already get too many dms or tags where people will hashtag like yanging at me and i'm like that's not for me you guys know that i don't know what you're talking about yanging sounds perfect and it just rolls off the tongue bro it's honestly a very good hashtag it's a very good like base name Monica. we love a rhyme we love a rhyme but like it just there's there, there's there's a lot of baggage that has nothing to do with me yeah. and so mm. therefore i don't i don't want it you know well today we want you to unpack that baggage okay. um also if you couldn't tell today we're talking about red red what year was red 2012 october 22nd 2012 it came out <laughs> and, and t- today, today is october 22nd we're today is october this. 22nd Crazy. for the magic of recording this episode is coming to you from the past yes um it is <laughs> not actually live and happening as you listen to it and we are recording it on the anniversary of red's release did you mean for that to happen absolutely but, uh, not no no we did not this plan is this incredible in and Taylor Swift, as we know, is a numerologist. Yes. Famous, famously, famously into puzzles, Da Vinci Code-esque. And we, we may not have known that this was happening, but she knew. Yeah. And she, all of us are Robert Langdon. Yeah. The main character in the Da Vinci Code. Well, I might be... Who's the villain in the Da Vinci Code? There's, um... 
Is it Leonardo da Vinci? I no, I it's Mary Magdalene. She's okay, oh, that, yeah. I'm Mary Magdalene. That's I'm right. Mary Magdalene. You are Mary Magdalene. <laughs> yeah. You really are. You really are. Bowen, yes. tell us about Red. Okay, so Red, it is one of the top albums. Yes. And this album is a top. <laughs> I think this album is, I think this album is like full, true, true verse. True mm. verse. I would say the lead singles are all tops except for maybe Begin Again, yeah. which seems like a bottom anthem. Mm. Not an anthem, just a bottom uh, sort of acoustic plucky song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Red is Taylor Swift's fourth studio album. It marked the inflection of her country roots, quote unquote, into this pop sound that many would say that she had always sort of tipped her way into. She played with it. She played with it. Well, like, this was the first, like, declarative. I guess you could say that 1989 was, like, the first, like, she'd build it as, like, her first true pop album. Yeah. But Red was, like, an album of many firsts. Yeah, it was the this crossover. Is, this is when it started. This is when it started. And it, you know, she comes out with. We Are Never Getting Back Together, which becomes her first number one single. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, oh, she, I didn't know that either. It's her first album with Max Martin songs yeah. and Shellback songs. And you can songs. hear that. Yes, you and can. And you can hear that. The maximalism. The maximalism. Well, I, I was talking to Rose about how this came in the era of music where every song sounded like a Pitbull song. Yes. It was like Gangnam Style. Yes. And this was also the era of dubstep, as you can hear on I, I Knew You Were, were Trouble. Trouble. Yeah. And... It's her, I think it's her longest. Oh no! It, I think it was eventually beat by Folklore. It was her longest album with the most tracks. Oh. It is a long album it's and a, long, a lot of tracks. There are a lot long of songs. It's another another kind of maximalism. There's yeah. the maximalism of Max Martin being involved, and there's the maximalism of like just the the volume and the breadth of of the songwriting. And there is also we could say an emotional maximalism. Mm. Sure. Mm. Wait. Ha- Go into this. Happy, confused, and lonely oh, at the same yes. time. Yeah, because <laughs> this is a very well. This is a breakup album. You know, it's a breakup album, oh, right. and it has, I think, some of her most emotive songs on it. Yes, absolutely. I think it's also the first time where people started to kind of notice this concept of the track five mm. in Taylor Swift albums, and now it's like, I guess, sort of. People vaguely know it, maybe, but like it's typically her track fives on her albums are the most emotionally raw songs. What are some of the other track fives? Um, All You Had to Do Was Stay was on 1989. Track five on Reputation was Delicate. Um, Track five on Speak Now is, I think, Dear John. Like, and White Horse was on Fearless. I I love White Horse. I can't believe how you are summoning the Swifty out of me. <laughs> Look, so, who else would we call into the studio? <laughs> yeah. We picked up our Swifty phone. Yes! And we said, get and here the, right now. And and it was a red phone. Yeah, it was and, a red phone. And then I sure. said, also, you're can, in a crisis. I'm on my way. Can we, um, what was the red thing with Taylor? Okay, here we go. What was that? This is the red thing. This is my theory on the red thing. Around this time, there was an announcement that they were making a biopic about Joni Mitchell, Carly Simon, and Carol King. I think it was called like Girls Like Us or something. And the rumor was, and Taylor Swift was vying for the Joni Mitchell role. I remember this. And Joni Mitchell years later would say, I put a stop to that myself. I don't like her. I don't like Taylor. I disown Taylor. But I think Taylor has always held this musical torch for Joni for obvious reasons. I mean, we all love Joni Mitchell. Like, everyone loves Joni Mitchell. And I think, honestly, I think Taylor probably was like, I want to, like, transition out of this, like, teen-adjacent 
country pop st- style sound into something more quote unquote adult or mature. And she probably saw Blue by Joni Mitchell as this like <sighs> North Star, like this is like, I want to create an album that has this kind of like, m- not monumental. I wouldn't say Blue is like monumental, but like there's this like, she, I, I'm sure she wanted some like big legacy thing. Mm. Like she was going after like a future classic like Blue. And then Red is a very literal song about like synesthesia, whatever. But um, why do all of these <laughs> artists have synesthesia? I'm so jealous. I, I don't think it's real. <laughs> Wait, do, Am I going to get canceled? But Taylor for doesn't have that? synesthesia. Well, Lord is going to call the studio right now and be like, "How dare you invisibilize me and my keyboard?" Um. Anyways, I I feel like the big thing about Taylor, and I think the Joni Mitchell of it all, is like her mode of like storytelling and like mm-hmm. I think that like the way she kind of like put herself into a so- into a song and like. I guess reveled in her contradictions. Yeah. Especially with this album was really nice. Yes. I feel like before it was like quintessential girl next door. Just what, how old was she when she started 15? She was like, she was technically 16, like when the album released, but she was like, she started when she was like 14. Right. And so in that, it's like, it was a lot of innocence. She was a little sassy. She had a funny sense of humor, but this was the album where she was just like, I came to fuck. Yes. And these are all of my contradictions. (laughs) It almost like, was like a prequel to I was gonna say a prequel to Reputation, but I'm not like no no like, no I no yo, yo, no no keep going yes yes follow because that because <laughs> so much of it was like the 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 anger of Red yes. and like the kind of the the it was it was not like a sad breakup album it wasn't like no a, it was angry it, it was, was really, I, I ha- here are my receipts it was vengeance. here are my receipts well it is her first album where she acknowledges her fame yeah. like who's Taylor Swift anyway yeah like or your your much records much cooler than mine like yeah. there this is like her finally coming into some self awareness being like I know who I am how I who I am in this world, who I am to people. And like, I think, yes, that is a very astute observation. Also, just before I forget, like one, I think the first time she like sings through another person's perspective, I think in, um, I think in Starlight where she's like basically like singing about like being with like a Kennedy in like the 60s or something. Like right. she's like traveling through time and like, I think, and then like that ends up like being this the, this thing that recurs in folklore where she's like, Different points of view. Like, let me sing through Last Great American Dynasty. There you go. Like, it's, period. It's period. Down. Down. <laughs> my favorite. I hate you. <laughs> like, one of my favorite songs on folklore yes. is Last Great American yep. Dynasty. Like, I can be in my car, like, going hard uh-huh, to uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. I would I would snort a line of ketamine to <laughs> Last, Last Great American, American Dynasty. It's not that. Yeah, yeah I get absolutely. it. I get it. I get it. I mean, it. I have snorted a line of ketamine, ketamine and to listened La- to folklore. <laughs> Wait, That's we did beautiful. that upstate. Or we, I mean, upstate where we were. We were in Big Bear. Oh yeah, when we were in Big Bear, we, <gasps> we did, did ketamine, ketamine and listened to folklore. folklore. I'm so jealous. Well, we're we're getting a cabin. What I want to know is when did your relationship with Taylor Swift begin? Yeah, it began with Red. Because I really? did not care for her until this album. Because loving her was red. Loving her <laughs> was red. Bro. Loving her was product red. Was product red. Wait, that was like a decade before. <laughs> did, I had the I had the flip phone. Did you have the the Motorola product red? I guess phone? I'm I'm pro AIDS because I never bought a product red. <laughs> you are you you hate you too. Wait, was who's the least singer? Bono. Bono. Right. <laughs> And there's there's another there's a YouTube connection too to Red. Oh my god! Is there really? Oh, okay, tell tell it. Well, I just I just feel like State of Grace, the opening track. Oh is like, my god! It is my favorite. It's my favorite. My favorite. It's my favorite Taylor Swift song ever. 
and it that sister 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 hold me sister I feel so held by it is when okay when Spotify earlier this year did a thing where it was like gave you the the like time machine or no it was like your your most listened to artist and like the songs of theirs that you listen to the most my list was number one all too well. Uh, number two, State of Grace, and then number three was McCavity from the Cats. Oh, Rose! Taylor Connection, she was in Cats. That's <laughs> curse. It was, no, it was Taylor's McCavity. Taylor's McCavity. Oh my God. Okay, so play, going back to placing Bowen in okay. time, yep. in, when the Red Album came out, what was going on with you? I can, t- this is so amazing. I We're, we're, we're recording in Midtown. I was working beautiful midtown, beautiful, beautiful midtown, exotic midtown. Well, this was this was where I was at in my life. I just graduated college. I didn't know what to do. Like I like basically threw my degree in the trash, my science degree in the trash. Didn't want to go to med school. This was a period of tumult mm. in my life, and I was like, I'll figure it out in the city somehow. I'll just work temp jobs. I was working in a temp job on like Fifty Seventh and. Lexington, oh, like so many girls have done before you. Truly, you're in a legacy. Uh, but truly, like lunch breaks, you'd walk to like Sutton Place or whatever, mm-hmm. and go like, to Essen, go to Essen, and like just window shop at Bloomingdale's or something. Like that was like such a that was like true. Like I was, I didn't know back then, but I like definitely was depressed mm. and like was going through such a rough patch in my life. Like really didn't know what the hell I was gonna do, and like. Something happened around August when We Are Never Getting Back Together came out, and I was just like, oh my God, this is this is an incredible moment in my life that I am listening to this song and loving. Like there's something about there was something finally exciting to me about Taylor Swift working with Max Martin. Because I knew who Max Martin was. Yeah. And I was just like, I think by by that time people like had an awareness of who he was, like on a greater, on a larger scale. It's when we kind of started to understand the producers who were behind exactly. these pop songs. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And like, it was just so thrilling to me. And we were never, something really, I don't know why I like cathected myself to this song, but I was like, I love this singer now. Mm-hmm. And then in the anticipation for the Red release, like I would just go back and listen to her old stuff and found it, like had an appreciation for that. But then literally it was, she did, promos on Good Morning America. She, like, released a, a promotional single, like, the three weeks before the album came out in October and September. And I think State of Grace was, like, the second one she released. And I listened to the snip of it, snippet of it on the broadcast of Good Morning America. And I was, I, just, I heard the soaring chorus, and I was like, what, this is, what is she doing? This is going to be incredible. Yeah. And then the song comes out at midnight, and I listen to it, and I go, this is one of the best songs in the last like five years like ever and that is still true today it's still still true true. it's It's a transcendent song it hits me when i start listening to it it like starts in my gut yeah it works its way up in my chest and explodes out of me there are car rides in los angeles where i will just listen to state of grace on repeat the whole time sister and and this morning when i was coming to the studio there is nothing like walking to the subway in autumnal new york listening Mm. To state of it's grace. It's very autumn. It's, it's very autumnal. It's such an autumnal uh, album, and, and the song, and like I was, and then I, I, I have like a gustatory association with this album too, because it was like 
me walking on my lunch break around Midtown, clutching a pumpkin spice latte, listening to I Knew You Were Trouble, being like, this is fall. This is fall in New York. This is fall. It is. <laughs> she me holding now... my, my just salad. <laughs> <laughs> she now owns fall. You know, I had a sort of similar experience of Taylor, but like slightly different because I, like, before Red... I really liked individual Taylor songs. Yes. Like, I was very into our song. Yes. Um, and maybe, like, the rhythm of it or something. Boom, 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 boom. So, yeah. Country. Rose, did you start with those albums or did you start with Red as well? No, I started with those albums okay. when she was first breaking out. But mm. really, it was song-based and I was, like, not a Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when Red came out, that's when I was like, oh, I like Taylor Swift yes. as an artist. Mm-hmm. And then 1989 is what radicalized me as a Swifty. <laughs> 1989 was what radicalized me as a Swifty. Um, I had moved to New York in 2013, a yes. year after. So I actually didn't listen to the album in real time, surprising no one. Um, I respect it. Th- thank you. Well, it wasn't you got there purpose. eventually. I just, you know, it's a gap. It's a, it's a gap, like playing catch up culturally. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, I turned 22 in 2013. And there is a song called 22. On this album. Yes. That is very good. And I was like, oh my god, I'm happy, free, confused, and lonely <laughs> as well. I think her as a 33-year-old, 32-year-old singing 22, to us, people in our 30s, I think we will connect. We will we will reconnect to it. I There's going to be a new <laughs> a new layer to right? it. Yes, yes, I think yes. the same way with the Taylor's version of 15. Yeah. Like, there is that there was this no- nostalgic aspect like grafted onto it yes. because of the new lens she's singing yep, it through. Yep, yep. And I think I think that is like 22 is like a really it does manage to capture something about that time in your life. Mm-hmm. Even for her is this like at that point she was some like millionaire like recording artist still able to like know, okay, how can I make this somewhat relatable? And that's like the story, that's the unifying theory of Taylor Swift is that she is like constantly trying to shift the fulcrum on how to make herself relatable, but also keep her distance very calibrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I think 22 is a perfect example of that. And I do think, yes, like there will be a nostalgia grafted onto it when it comes out. I, 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 I think that's very true. And especially like, what you were saying before about how this was the first time she grappled with her fame Mm -hmm. because, you know, this album was released um, during, like, the pinnacle of hipster and, and, like, irony culture. Oh, my God. I Um, forgot about that era. And so I think... H-slur in the studio. (laughs) H-slur. Part of this album was her being like, I know I'm not cool, um, and that's fine. I'm gonna just, like, do this anyway. And it's, like, a very interesting acknowledgement of, like, Try hardness, yeah. Like there's like that Anne Hathaway quality. To oh Taylor my god! How dare! So I true. I mean that, so but I mean you know no, like, we love no, them. We I was watching the I watched the witches on my flight last. <laughs> Please, oh, a rewatch, the rewatch, say. yeah, <laughs> multiple rewatches. I, that's so true though, and I like I think that's something about like Taylor's ethos that has like always resonated with me, and like yes. the thing that I always like latch onto. And I say this to Rose all the time, but like. It's, like, my best and also, like, my worst quality that I try so hard. You know, like, I think that's in a lot of And you've got so far. And in the end, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. I feel like people our age, and I love that there's this Gen Z Swifty like oh my God. group that like truly loves her and like they they do make the discourse kind of fun, like very fun, I Rose's think. Rose's TikTok is exclusively Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Taylor Swift conspiracy theories about, you know, when she's releasing certain things. Yes, yes. And it's always so funny to see them like the next day when they're like, well, guess we were, we're wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. But but also but then they're like, here's how we might still not be wrong. Um <laughs> sometimes then, they're right. Sometimes they're right. And then follow there's and like subscribe for my follow up TikTok. On. And then there's, you know, like Taylor Swift lesbian conspiracy yes, theories. Yes. Um, and then there's also the conspiracy theories um, about um, like the Taylor's version of it all. Like mm, a friend was telling okay. me about this theory about the re records and why 
like sort of the way that they're being staggered out and why we're getting certain things before other What's things. The theory? And the theory is that she's releasing the albums that has the songs that gets licensed the most first that to devalue the catalog enough that she can just buy it back and not have to re-record everything. Mm. Like so that's that why she started with Fearless. Fearless, which has, you know, like you Love Story, me, You Belong yeah, yeah. With Me, Red, you know, has like We're Never Ever Getting Back Together. She did Wildest Dreams, Dreams when yeah. it was trending on TikTok. Didn't so. she release the the Love Story re-release when it was on that when it was that, in an the ad. commercial for the yeah. Ryan Reynolds company because they're friends or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. even and Wildest Dreams, like first it was in that Horse that, movie. The horse movie. <laughs> um, and then it was a TikTok sound. So, um, Ketamine Queen, Taylor Ketamine Swift. Yeah. Queen. Um, so, I do see a lot of people on TikTok who are like, okay, let's get this song trending. So, she has to release it. That's so funny. Speaking of Ketamine, <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like a lot of, I feel like when I was listening to this and I was listening to it, like aggressiveness and the anger, I do feel like a lot of this was um, a foray into like, you know, Bad Taylor, you know what I mean. Uh-huh, like uh-huh, she wants uh-huh. to be bad Taylor, and like I was, I was, uh, you know, looking through her, you know, history and career ahead of this podcast. Uh-huh. I was reading that when she was on the, she was the opening set for like Rascal Flats, which is one of her big breaks or whatever, uh-huh. because the person that they already had scheduled for the opening act played too loud and too long on his <gasps> first set, and they fired him and hired Taylor Swift. Wow! And someone from Rascal Flats made a joke to Taylor, and I think she was like 14, 15 or whatever, she made a joke to Taylor and said, you should send him a thank you for like your gold record, because wow. it's because he got fired that you, you know, have a career that. or whatever. But she did. She <laughs> sent a thank you letter to this guy that was fired. No. Anyways, I bring that up because Bad Taylor has always been there. And this but, is this was the first glimmers yes, of Reputation yeah. Taylor. Yes. 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 So what did you think about like because like this is for me in cultural memory, this is when she did the Harry Styles impression on what was it, the VMAs or the MTV music? Right, or right. Because right. they dated briefly yeah. during the recording of this. I do think this is when I became more interested in her the persona yes, yes. of Taylor because maybe because I was seeing a lot of people like this was the time in my life where I was like really involved in the like underground queer art scene in Brooklyn. I was seeing a lot of people who were mining this for like performance art, um, like earnestly, earnestly, huh? but also psychotically. Of course, um, but it lends itself to that psych to psychosis. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why Swifties are a thing. Yes, that's, that's why Swifties, that's why Swifties are Swifties crazy. Swifties I love Swifties y'all. Are crazy. I'm among I'm, you. I we're crazy people. It's the one group I will never piss off, no, and I make sure to. To tweet about being a Swifty like at least once a month, <laughs> so that when I need them, they will be there. And girl, I have crossed the Swifties. I've crossed oh, the Swifties. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Okay, okay let's talk about, about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wait, do you want to do you want to go first? Oh, mine's like so embarrassing. Mine's would, mine's stupid too. Mine. W- I was working with Rose at the time at Out Magazine, and I it was the year that Casey won, you know, Record of the Year For and Golden all Air, those yeah. awards and. I was just so in love with her. And at the time, I was really angry with Taylor. Sure. I think for, you know, like, uh, reasons that everyone else was. But also, like, maybe there there's some unfoundedness just being angry. Because there are a lot of celebrities that don't talk about Donald Trump. But she was one of the ones where I was just like, come on, girl. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. what are you doing? And anyways, we don't have to get into, like, the documentary of it all and how she reconciled that. But, like, I was very annoyed with Taylor. Mm-hmm. And so I posted a meme of, of, I feel, very innocent and funny 
meme of um, Casey Musgraves pushing Taylor Swift off a building. Um, I, and, I, re- I remember when you did that, and it did go viral. Uh huh. But it, like in a in a, I think in a, and and and, and mixed in a, reviews in a mixed reviews way. And Swifties, they I mean they found me sure, and they found my DMs. There was blood they, in the water. They found my friends' DMs. They found my they, boss. How did they, they get into DMs? I'm surprised they didn't find they your emailed. social security number. They, I know. I'm, I'm grateful. This I'm grateful is, that, I'm, I, that I've survived. This is the bad art friend thing where it's like, they can subpoena my mean text? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. But it, w- it was a terrifying moment. I never deleted the tweet. So you can go ahead and oh, go so find you stand it. By and it. Retwe- retweet and yeah, reinvigorate <laughs> this oh, conversation. I no, mean, I'm that's kidding. a you thing. I'm a tweet deleter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know not why a, I keep it I'm not above it. But, you know, I, it was a part of like just that that the fury. Because at the time, I still I still was a Taylor Swift no, fan. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. that's why the disappointment was so strong. You wouldn't care if you, yeah. Yeah, and I remember hearing Matt talk about that, Matt Rogers talk about uh-huh, this, uh-huh. even like, you can be the most visceral Swifty and still be so disappointed. Of course. But, anyways, long story short, I survived. The Swifties did try to get me fired um, on, on many accounts that emailed like, From out? From... They, they've emailed all my boss, <laughs> yeah. I know, as if like they could fire, as if like out would happen. We're gonna fire you from being a a bitch about a pop star. Yeah, yeah. Like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, and they emailed all my, like, my podcast network. Yeah, everything. right. Anyways, so what was your Swifty? Your my Swifty, Swifty story is similar. It was election day 2016. <gasps> and we're, we, I don't know if you remember, she was silent the whole the whole election cycle, oh, yeah. she, but she was busy trotting out celebrities on her tour. And then, on election day, she posted a photo on Instagram of her waiting in, in line at the polls. Mm. And then, I think I tweeted, uh, I, yeah, I, t- I quote tweeted or I replied, I was like, too late, too little, too fucking late or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something so stupid. Um, and then, of course, the Swifties saw it <gasps> and then, like, tore into me. They didn't fucking go through my shit, though. And dox you. <laughs> but I, but I like, made the mistake of, like, replying to a lot of them and being like, you're literally 12, you do not step oh, to this at such all. Such a bad mistake <laughs> to, ever, to ever reply. Such, I know, it's such a miscalculation. I mean, I, like... I, we I didn't know then. We this. did not know. I mean, I will say that, like, I, I think the Swifties need to own this, actually, because yeah, she, if she is acknowledging it in, like, her interviews, in her press, that, like, yeah, I should have spoken up more during the election cycle, then, like, that's it. Like, you have to, like, Swifties have to, like, we all have to, like, own that. And I feel somewhat vindicated. And, and I'm sure, I don't know Me if you too. do, too. I felt very vindicated because she kind of just proved herself, like, wrong over and over again. And yep. then she... She finally disavowed Trump hours before she released right. Lover. Lover. Right. And right, I was like, right. girl. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right under the wire. But like, I don't know. I, I feel differently about it now. But Of like, course, me too. But like I feel like um I remember when um the what was like the worst song she the me song? Me and like a, I I had to block it on Spotify <laughs> so it wouldn't come up when I listened to Taylor. I do miss Hey Kids Spelling is Fun. Anyway, keep going. Hey Kids Spelling is Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then when she did like the whole the Pride video, the like kind of like you gay to come algorithm uh-huh. video, where it's like Googled LGBTQ celebrities. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Filled it, whatever. And uh, um, I remember tweeting about that and trying to nuance it and being like, "What is this like opportunistic bullshit or whatever?" Uh-huh, uh-huh. I said it in a much more salient and incisive way. Of course, but like Taylor Swift fans would like they they literally tweeted like like fuck fucking faggot yeah or whatever. of course like, and then I would go to their like um 
go to their bio and the link in their bio would be like the equality like um what was the equality oh, oh, fundraiser it was the equality act it was yeah, the, equality the equality act, act. linked to their fund to there, the fundraiser like in their bio calling me a faggot and i was like this is swift this there's is just swift, no self there's no self awareness no. i think it is swiftum and also this does radiate out to all of the standums no this Gaga is, stands yeah. do the same thing barbs barbs, barbs do you know, just stand, it's like, just like they they have to love their fave in a way that is that destructive. Does, that is destructive and does not allow for nuance. Because, and I used to find this a lot as a Gaga stan, and you and I have talked about this yes, before. Yes. Um, you know, like part of part of my like loving an artist is being critical of them. Yes, and it's unfortunate that especially a lot of these young stands feel like they have to love these pop stars who will never be perfect yes. in a way in which they are always right about everything mm-hmm. and they can never be critical about them at all. Right. And anyone who is must literally die. Yeah. Okay. It's, <laughs> that's so funny that you said that. I unfortunately searched Taylor on like my Twitter and I found this <laughs> no. screenshot. Have you seen oh this? yes, this is this is the this is a, a classic Swifty meme. Someone uh, whose handle is at Taylor TS seven underscore. <laughs> I, I want to kill myself. They tweeted, and then some, and then the person tweeted replying, "Wait till Lover drops, please. We can't lose sales." It's that's an iconic. Yeah, well, and exchange. as is the the Swifty who went to prison because oh she because she refused to join um the the Israeli army. I oh about my god. Well, then we obviously are on her. We we. We're yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we, I mean, this podcast supports BDS. Yes. Comrade Swifty. Comrade well, Swifty. Comrade Swifty. There, is, there is an overlap between, like, just hardcore radical socialists and Swifties. Well, yeah. I mean, Red. Red, yeah. come on. Yes. Red, the communist anthem. Communist yeah, anthem. She was letting us know all along with a little wink. Or, yes. Or, or it's like. The log cabin Republican anthem. Maybe. Oh, no, sure. I'm, I'm being facetious, but, but you, could, you, you, you could be right. You could be right about it. So, how do you think Taylor changed after Red? I think she changed in every way. Like, yeah. this is what I'm saying. Like, there was, I think there was this line in the sand. People will, will say that it's 1989. I think, like, it Red, I mean, so much has been said about how Taylor Swift is a very good quote-unquote business person as far as like laying out a strategy but I do think this was a conscious choice for her to be like let me do a transitional album let me let me not fully cross over yet let me like persuasively let everybody know that I can do the pop thing mm-hmm. by releasing this album that is like a very carefully calibrated blend between like country and pop and some like country purists will say, well, she was always pop, but I feel like this was like the album that she needed to put out yeah. in order to like get to the 1989 version of Taylor Swift. But she didn't sell out this like she didn't like half-ass the fact that this was a transitional album. She like really poured everything into it, yeah. and I think I think it's I really think it's one of the best albums. And where does it fall for you? Okay, on the on your ranking, ranking yeah. of Taylor Swift albums, this is wild. I would I will say it's number two after after being edged out by reputation. No. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was not. Yep. I know. I know. People. I, I know. Have to, I need a second. Everybody. Everybody. That. Hold on. 
I think Reputation, I listen back to and I go, this is the only album where I think she's making like an observation about society yeah. or about the world mm-hmm. or about herself. Like I just, it is, it is an, it, it, there's an observation that's like ingrained in the entire thing. Red is like this like beautiful maximalist thing of like, let me try all of these things at once and you're, and it will work. Um, and so that's why I like Red. We we don't have to get too much into reputation yeah. and why I love it. But I do fucking love that album. Despite, I love it as well. Despite hating it when it first came out, being like, this is crazy. Mm. This is For such me, a departure. For me, of all the Taylor albums, like uh, besides Folklore, Reputation feels like the one that I is the most lived in for me. Yes, yes. Like, it was such a... I, I spent so much time with it yeah. when it came out. It does not quite make it to the top of the list uh-huh, for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and I, I want to know... Do you think has folklore have folklore and Evermore been out long enough for you to place them? I think so. I because I think I've gotten to that point as well only just recently. Yeah, and but I, we, we talked about this. You're more of an Evermore girl. No, you, I'm more of a folklore girl. Oh, God wow. bless you. And folklore <laughs> is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Wow. Folklore is up there. I, it's 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 the the three are Reputation, Red, and Folklore, just like very closely orbiting each other. Yeah, for me, it's Folklore, Red, and 1989. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very I good. love 1989 so much. Excellent album. I think Red and 1989 suffer this thing where they dip in the second half a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Sure. Folklore is like virtuosic and like is such, is was so, like she really stuck the landing on it. Yeah. And like what an incredible album. Reputation is like all killer, no filler to me. Every oh, no skips, no, no skip, truly no skips. And it's what, like 15 tracks? Like, yeah. and it says something about like, Wow, like the only thing you have at the end of the day is yourself, even when you're someone like Taylor Swift and you have all like in you know you or like when when people are fucking like trying to tear you down, like you have to have this like solid, solid sense of self in order to survive something that seems completely unprocessable like I think I don't know i this is so gross, but I listen to that album now, and I think this is like the this is the most astute meditation on fame that I've ever like really encountered and like I I'll relate to it in that way a little bit Mm -hmm. um but anyway those are my three I also feel like her like um the kind of thing that she was drawing into question with the album about like fame and like how um we consume celebrity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that the critical response to reputation and how people are kind of immediate like flop yeah they kind of proved her right you know exactly, I mean? exactly. Oh my God, Fran. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like when I listen to some, so 1989 was like my gateway drug into Taylor. Uh-huh. I guess technically 22, if I were to like metaphorize this, okay, 20, <laughs> 22 is like me having a little bit of weed yeah. in the backyard of somebody's like high school party. And then like in 1989, it's like in the boom boom room and I'm like, I'm doing coke. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And so when <laughs> when 1989 come out. <laughs> Love that metaphor. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, blank Space was like, I don't know if Goodbye. Ever, yeah. Have I ever listened to a, a song that many times in a row? I remember when the, the second the song came out, I was late to something and I stood outside already like 15 minutes like stood uh-huh. outside to like watch the video on my phone it uh, was cataclysmic so it, it really it was. was and the thing about that video was the way she drew so much even more she's always been like 
drawn self-awareness into like her work but that was a moment where she was like this is the caricature of me and I know you think it's funny and I think it's funny too yep. and that grew into like reputation you know what yep. I mean yep. I think blank space is when she reached the singularity yeah when it was like oh everyone has heard this song and uh-huh. seen this video uh-huh yeah. and do you remember the there was like a Grammy performance she did acoustic where... I was just about to bring this up and it's such a good fucking performance yeah I was okay so I was actually talking about one of the earlier performances of Blank Space she did where she was like like levitating and there was like fire yes fire and like there's magic stuff. around her <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah wait what performance are you talking about though I'm talking about the Grammy Museum where she's on the acoustic guitar oh Is my that god what you're talking what, about? well we that's also amazing okay I'm sorry so we're talking because, about different things but yeah. yeah but but let's talk about that because that performance of Wildest Dreams on the electric oh. guitar gives me chills so and good. she's she she had never sounded better i and i think that might that, that's never. one of her top vocal performances yeah live she vocals. is a vocalist she is yeah, without a doubt we, without a doubt and like truly like i also just love the the last full minute of 22 sorry i'm i'm jumping all over the place but the last full minute of 22 is just her belting her fucking tits off like yeah 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 like just like it's like 22 like just going crazy for a full minute like like go back and listen to it the last minute of this four minute long song a quarter of this song the last quarter of the song is her just ah, wailing anyway so um, what do we think grammy performance amazing i don't know how much more i can say about it it's just like so it's so cathartic to watch and um it feels like a triumphant moment for her it's such a triumph and her in that like black turtleneck with the guitar and (sighs) she her her hair was so good speaking of her hair was red when she got bangs Red was when she got was red Holy was when she shit. yes red was when she straightened her hair and <gasps> then got bangs yes oh my <laughs> god wait that is oh my gosh yeah that, the ramifications truly of getting bangs and straightening your hair and she has had bangs ever since in the yes. same time span where Joni Mitchell said you should fucking die um that was really hard I mean I'm yeah I'm kind of Joni is like one of my be all end alls and I'm really disappointed in her honestly, well it's to be like sure but I think I, I but don't I want think... her to play me but you can't be like that girl fucking, fucking sucks, no but I think basically but, what she, she did. did but like it it does like play into the narrative of Taylor Swift which is that even though she didn't get that like co-sign from Joni Mitchell or Aretha red is still her blue and it, it is still her blue it is still her blue, blue and it is as I think impactful for people of our generation as blue probably was for people of that generation. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I really think so. I mean, it's like blue. I would I would honestly say that like control by SZA is like our generation's blue. Ooh, that's, oh, in a way, that's really Actually, that's really true. That's yeah. really true. But like red is just this like. I don't, red is like epic. I don't think blue is like epic. Yeah. No, blue red is, is very like, restrained. Right. Yeah. Red is like expansive yeah, yeah but but also like what red does is like her songwriting has never been better yeah Mm-mm. besides maybe like folk i do think some of the songwriting on folklore is cool. truly stunning like poetic but some of my favorite so i think the way that she talked about herself and her relationships mm-hmm. in the the lyricism of it is Incredible, and she was literally like, n- even before she turned twenty two, twenty one years old, writing these songs, yeah. like writing a song like "Treacherous," where the the structure is verse, <sighs> mini chorus, verse, mini chorus, full like post chorus slash like bridge ish into like another mini chorus into like an even bigger post chorus, like. I just love really Treacherous different. so much. Did I say this already? It's an important album because it was important for Taylor 
in that it made Taylor like who she is now. It's when she crystallized. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That final form. Final form. Charizard, Charizard. era. Charizard. I'm being self-referential. It's awful. But like, I, again, I did not care for, I, I was ambivalent about Taylor Swift until Red. And then something just clicked where I was like, I'm going to be obsessed with you for the rest of my life. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but... Feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles. From bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Well, you know, we've talked a lot today about how formative the album Red was. Yes. Um, And we thought it would be fun to talk, you know, like 
we talk a lot of, on this podcast about things that were really important to us in our childhoods. Yes. Um, and how we like became the people we are. So we thought it would be fun to have you tell us about the Bow and Yang starter pack. Okay. What are the items, the things in your arsenal mm-hmm. as a kid that you know you either always needed to have around or defined who you were? This is this is a really perfect framework of of a question of a prompt. Um, I will say random, like a sampling. It's like let's talk about love by Celine Dion. Um, it's mm, a Game Boy with like Kirby Tilt and Tumble and Pokemon Blue, Ooh, Pokemon good. Crystal, right. and then like Bagel Bites from Costco. Oh, you're a Costco girl. Yeah, Costco girl. And then oh, right, you're a Costco girl. I'm I a, saw I'm, the sketch. Uh, oh <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Of course. And then um. Oh, how many how many items do people typically rattle off? The, you're the first one. Oh my god! In this so game, as many so. okay, as many as they want. Those are three. Those are those are the three pillars: Bagel Bites, Game Boy, and 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 Celine. But then, like, it's it's honestly like it was it was a lot of like me trying to like draw my own and original anime characters and like having no one to show them to because it was like I knew it was a little too embarrassing. Oh my god! Like having some shame already built into like my work. And my output is like truly like is is like since day one like a part of like the, it can't the way have I been since day one. You had to have learned it at some point. Drawing, yeah, no, no, I love to draw. No, 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 I mean the shame, the shame. Oh, sure, sure. We're cultured into shame. We're cultured into shame, but like I would like draw stuff and then show it to people at school, and for a period of time, it was like cool that I could do this. And then it was like, and then it would just it would just literally be me like getting lost for hours just at my desk with like reams of paper that my dad would bring home from his office. Um, and I would just draw characters, cut them out, put them in like a photo album with like a plastic film. And I, just, I would just flip through it and like beat out a whole season of like some anime that would never get made in my head. But that I was like, that. that was like a writerly thing where it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, I'm like, I'm Your this story is storytelling, world, you know, world building. building. Yeah, exactly. Do All you still draw? No. Okay, sorry yeah. to expose <laughs> us, but did you know that Rose and I were also closeted childhood drawers? We we were, yeah. Drew what, what is so this? much anime stuff, yeah, mythology, uh huh. Like you know who else? Patty Harrison. I think there's like there's like we, yeah. we, we all need to come out of the sh- the shadows with this of our shame, of our, and our shame, our culture, yes. shame around drawing. and make an adult cartoon series, <laughs> no. um, which no one's can, ever done. No, before. but Fran, but Fran is still a pretty good artist. He actually drew the mock up for our like our photo <gasps> shoot, did, like I cover I'll art show, that we're doing. Wait, show me. Okay, after, 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 um, after. Um, so I my starter pack would be like Jagged Little Pill, Great. the album. Um, it would be some book, and I'm gonna say right now, since it's spooky season, it would be Curses Incorporated, which is okay. an anthology series of like modern of like modern spooky stories uh-huh, uh-huh. about a boy who like buys hexes online. Oh, um, that's cool. And um, oh, and then it would be the Afghan that my grandma knit me uh. that I used to wrap around myself as a dress. Oh I was my like, god! So I was like, I'm a girl, and I used to be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. There you go. That's, oh, I love. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Okay, mine was definitely um, Hotel Paper by Michelle Brand. Wow. Checked out from the library. I didn't even own it. Oh my god. Um, We're gonna have to do a Michelle Branch episode. Oh yeah, without a doubt. That she was a big part of my secular awakening when I I was like I discovered that 
everyone else wasn't listening to like Christian, Christian Rock, Rock. Reliant K, and it actually I, people also listen to Michelle Branch. Oh my god, She's so important! I didn't know you were a Christian Rock person for a second. I know the words to almost every single Reliant like, K song. Uh, every single Reliant K song in their first five albums. I've never talked to you about my switchfoot phase in, in like middle school, high school. I had a switchfoot. Oh, oh my god! My tell god. me more. Tell me more. It was it was just um that it was the the it was. Right after Walk to Remember, when like they really were like big, talk and then- about a crossover, <laughs> mainstreaming. It was their red. It was their red. Walk to Remember was <laughs> their red. But then you know, which was red. I like. I was obsessed. I thought you know. I thought the song Twenty Four, which is the last song off of that album, that like was like the best song that of song, all time. I would sit and listen, Isn't it? and we were like twelve. <laughs> twelve. Like, One day I'll be twenty four, and this is gonna be so meaningful. And then you turn twenty four, and you were like, Switchfoot sucks. <laughs> which I mean, like the fact that like we're like shitting on twenty four. By Switchfoot, but we're still it's like beautiful. Revering twenty two by Taylor Swift. Yes. That is the power of Taylor. That is the power of Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. Yeah, I mean, like twenty two, twenty four, twenty one. Yes. Is there? I don't know if there are any. I don't know. I'm trying to do numerology <laughs> with no with no landing <laughs> no. point. Anyways, also in my starter pack, um, Harvest Moon on N64. Oh my god! For sure, I loved like um games without any conflict at yes. all. Yes. Farming game, if you don't know it. Um, I was an origami kid. <gasps> Instead of fr- having friends, I did origami. I wanted to do origami. I, I, I could make paper cranes really well. Uh, so could I. I could make a lot of things. I could from still memory. make a paper crane today. Really? I had yeah. stacks of origami books, and I had an origami party. Just it was really Damn. sad. I invited three of my crushes, and they all came. That's cute. So you uh-huh. you were into video games? Yeah. I absolutely. I don't I don't like games of any kind that's at all. Okay. Yeah, I that's, respect that's it. That's kind of surprising to me because you were so into like fantasy and sci-fi and so many things mm-hmm, that come mm-hmm. with the culture of gaming. Yeah, um, but I'm a I like the actual story. I don't want to have to like play. I would re- I would rather read a book than play a game. Sure. Mm-hmm. But now what now what like like now what I know some people do is they'll just watch a playthrough on like YouTube or they'll just watch the cutscenes of a game. So I I might just start doing this now with like I'm sorry, I've I haven't played The Last of Us and I'm like I need to know what this game is yeah. and I need to like I, I might just like sit down and watch like an 8-hour playthrough. Anyway, sorry. Why not? Why that not? That sounds fun. Do you think Taylor games? No. Okay. And that's okay. <laughs> okay. She's, she's, <laughs> definitely not. She's too disciplined. D- like t- Taylor's the girl that watches her boyfriend play video <laughs> games. You know, that's like a whole like yes. very No, I think I think thing. Joe's like in his dog crate with a with a Nintendo <laughs> Switch and Taylor is somewhere else. Oh, I see. Yeah, to give the kid the, the thing. Um, the, his toy. Yeah, the only other thing I could think of maybe that Rose and I have in common is um Delaire's big book of Greek myths. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was cor- so oh, that's not definitely cool in the starter one of the pack. first things that I started drawing. It's one of my first like sexual awakenings. I remember being horny for my own drawings. Yes. Oh my god, 100%. I would draw like naked dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd be like, "Oh, oh no." Is this gonna, mm. this is gonna be a problem? Yeah, right. Like, also, I remember. Wow. Also, in my starter pack would be Muppet Treasure Island, uh-huh. the movie. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, I had a and and um a um and this is not like a specific action figure, but this is something that I used to do with my action figures. I might have told you this before. When I would get like an action figure as a gift for my birthday or for Hanukkah, uh-huh. I would open it up. You know, and be like, yay. And then that night, I would um, put it back in the packaging, tape it back up, and wrap it again so that I could open it again. <laughs> but good, isn't that sick? That's erotic. But, like, because as a kid, for me, like, so... it wasn't about the thing itself. It was about the experience of 
like opening it and yeah. the thrill of that. But honestly, like very developed of you to like pinpoint that as like the mo like the the thrilling moment, the moment of pleasure or whatever. And then you recreate that and restage that. Like that is actually. But it was brilliant. never the same. It was never the same not, when I did it. Wow, I love that. Love. And I'm I'm sitting with two Henson heads. You, you two, true. you two both love the Muppets. I do in a deep way. Love, love, Miss, love Piggy. Miss Piggy. Queer love icon. Kermit. I had a Kermit stuffed animal that like I ran ragged. Kermit's hot. Kermit's hot. Kermit is hot. Yeah. Kermit is, <laughs> Kermit is very hot. <laughs> I'm doing the Kermit arms, listeners. You can tweet us your takes on this week's episode. I'm actually really excited to know what y'all think of the podcast. Rose, are you excited, Rose? Yes, but only if it's positive. Okay, only <laughs> no if critiques. it's positive. I am your co-host, Fran Torado. You can find me at Fran Squishco on any social media you want. I'm Rose Domu. You can find me at Rose Domu on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts and definitely leave us a review because it helps brand new podcasts quite a lot. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Cranchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, see you later, virgins. Ciao. Our producer Phoebe has told us that our podcast is a Scorpio sun, Aquarius moon, Libra rising. So do so, with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Leave a comment if you have an opinion about it. Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Happy Pride. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. I'm here to tell you about Lambda Legal. For more than 50 years, Lambda Legal has been in court protecting the civil rights of LGBTQ plus people and everyone living with HIV. And the good news is you can help. Support Lambda Legal's work by donating this Pride Month. Throughout June, all donations up to $100,000 will be matched. To donate, go to lambdalegal.org. That's L-A-M-B-D-A legal.org. Help Lambda Legal remain unstoppable. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.